0: Today, we're excited to be serving the tea on the next turn of the wheel of the year in high holiday, Mayben. We'll discuss some fun facts about the fall equinox and how you can make the most of this potent harvest energy.
1: Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy
0: Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Of Starlight and Moonbeams, a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at starlight@moonbeams.com Hey, christy what's in your cup this week in my
1: physical cup i have raspberry lemon flavored water and in my life cup i am packing that's my big thing getting ready to head out your way belinda so that we can celebrate Maybun together which i'm so excited for so that's pretty much my whole week it's just getting ready getting you know tying up loose ends and everything So I can take off and not come back to a total disaster area um, at work or at home or with my business. So yeah, that's what's going on for me. What about you, Belinda? What's in your cup?
0: Uh, Today, I have orange vitamin water iced. And so that is delicious. I noticed that the stores have stopped selling all my favorite Gatorade and Powerade flavors. So that has been a real struggle. Um, In my life cup, pretty much the same, same as each week. But this week, there is a definite emphasis on purging and organizing. Yeah, taking care of business and trying to get refocused. So I can start new projects, continue working on projects that I'm excited about. So yeah, my garden is slowly, slowly going the way of its leasing. And so yeah, start canning and i'm going to be making some spaghetti packages spaghetti sauce packages to put in the freezer so yeah that's what's going on with me so yeah busy busy yeah
1: collecting that last big harvest for mabon so very cool so There is always something fun and magical going on in the world and with a starlight and moonbeams subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly news updates on our offerings and exclusive gifts and promo codes for our shop. You can also hit the subscribe or follow button on your app to queue up new app episodes as soon as they drop and follow us on the socials. Find everything through our link tree in the show notes also, please consider leaving a review or a comment, something that lets other listeners know what you liked about this episode, so that they might want to tune in as well. And we thank you so much for that.
0: So here we are again, ready to serve the tea and talk about all things Maybon. I was just seeing the other day, it feels like just the other week that we were celebrating the will of you turning to Lammas and the beginning of the harvest season and now we're ready to embrace Mabon and the fall equinox. Something that we like to talk about is that this is a major shift in energy as we'll begin seeing growth slowing down and nature shifting its focus from creating to releasing. The leaves, which is my favorite part, will start changing color before falling from the trees Thank goodness the hot weather of summer will finally give way to much cooler temperatures. So let's start first with some fun facts about Maven and the different correspondences related to this Sabbath before we dive deeper into the energy that we can expect and how we can use that to create magic. So did you want to go first, Christy? Okay, sure. So
1: Maven is a festival for the harvest, for the big harvest. It's celebrated um, right on fall equinox whenever that happens to be around September 21st through the 23rd. This year it is on the 23rd and it is one of two times that everything is in balance worldwide. No matter where you are in the world, we have a balance of light and dark of day and night. It is the, like I said, the second of the main harvest festivals of the year. And so there are three, according to the Celtic wheel. The first one was back at Lamas. That's when we celebrated our, the first um, baby harvest, the, you know, the first things that were coming into fruition, like tomatoes and cucumbers and such. And then this is the big harvest where pretty much everything else and then at Samhain, at the end of October, is when we do the final harvest of all of the, the late bloomers, those that are slower to grow, the pumpkins, the bigger things. So, yeah, so this is the second one. It's the
0: big one. Let's see. I know for this month's issue of the Moonbeams magazine, I read an article on Mabon and all this goodness. And one of the things that I really enjoyed learning about was how, because it's the fourth equinox, but it's also given the name of Mabon. And I was interested in knowing where that came from. And being someone who has Celtic, and I think you do too, Celtic heritage, it's actually a folklore, Celtic folklore, that shares that Mabon was the son of Mother Earth and Modron. And so Mabon was known also, and I thought this was fascinating, he was also known as the son of light. Pagan celebrated Mabon to thank mother earth for abundance and the gifts of nature. And this autumn or fall Sabbath was taken from where Mabon was born. And he was taken from his mother as she slept when he was only three nights old. And it said that the cries were so loud and so great that a search and it became a quest to go find Mabon where he was. And some even think that this story ties into Arthurian legends that some of his knights or even King Arthur himself uh, took up that quest to go find the sun, to find Mabon. And what was interesting and what I loved, and we just talked about uh, animal medicine, is that eventually they relied on nature. They relied on the wisdom of five of the wisest animals to help them. The blackbird, the stag, the owl, the eagle, and the salmon. And these actually became animals that are associated with Maven and the full full equinox. They said that eventually the child was discovered to be quite safe, that uh, he wasn't missing or in any danger, I should say. And that some say that he was sleeping in his mother's womb still, or it they say it depends on who's telling the story. Some say that he was resting in the underworld, which I thought was amazing as someone who loves Persephone and follows her story because this is about the same time of the mm-hmm. year when if we flip over to Greek pantheon and folklore where they said that the goddess Persephone, the goddess of spring is kidnapped by Hades, the god of the underworld, and stolen down to be there. I've also saw, and there's a book out there, I can't remember the title, but where they also use a plant analogy that the child was resting, just as a seed might rest underneath the soil or in the earth before it can face the sunlight and break the challenge of sprouting and growing and flourishing. And so the whole part of the reason why it's called Mabon is that the time has come. Uh, to face the world. He's the God of light and he is being reborn to be his mother's champion. Yeah, I just thought it was just such a beautiful story of why it was done. And that's the reason also why this period of time, this festival, this high holiday is also seen as a time to give thanks for harvest, to share the bounty that we have with the less fortunate, with others. I love that message of you're gathering in the abundance of your hard work. Now it's time to share it. Don't just give it, keep it to yourself. It's time to share it. And that's what they did back then with their feasts and festivals. But yeah, I just found that whole story of why Mabin was called. Maybe that can be a discussion we can have in a future podcast. Just how all these different stories and folklores and legends and beliefs, how they resonate through different cultures that Mm -hmm. each, each culture has a story, a harvest story, a being reborn story that yeah. that's beautiful. So yeah, yeah. That's I love those fun facts.
1: I didn't know that story about Mavon and in- I swore I researched Mavon before, but it's not coming to me. So <laughs> I thought that was really interesting because I, I, it feels like re- returning as the god of light. I'm almost thinking that sounds more like a Yule kind of story, you know. But it's it's the abundance right? and, yeah, the harvest and everything. So very interesting. So let's talk about my favorite thing, energy. Um, y'all know how mm-hmm. I love talking about energy and how it all... Everything in this universe just comes down to energy. And so the energy at Maybon, it's the fall equinox. Like I said earlier, this is when we are in balance. It's only for a very short time that we are in complete balance. So really embrace that energy. It's the energy of harmony, of acknowledgement and gratitude, like you said. And then we will be moving into letting go and the waning period of the year. Um, but right now we're just sitting in that balance and in that place where we can be so appreciative of everything we have gathered and harvested for the first half of the year so that we can be prepared and sustain life through the waning part of the year. And so I love that this is considered by a lot of witches as their Thanksgiving because they are giving thanks for the big harvest and all the abundance.
0: I didn't know. I I thought that was fascinating too, that it's considered the witch's Thanksgiving. And it makes sense to me because It's the main harvest and Mm -hmm. it's the time set apart. Like I know we do this throughout. And if you follow lunar living and working with the lunar cycles, you do that of the acknowledging and intentions and letting go and gratitude. You, You do that in part each month, but it makes sense that this is the time to be thankful and to acknowledge exactly where you've come from, what you've been able to accomplish. So yeah, I love that. Maybe we should yeah. start a little tradition where we have Thanksgiving now too. that's would be a fun. Good, it's a good, a good thing just to be grateful, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. There's never a bad time to be grateful, but this is like a celebration,
0: right? And not to focus on oh turkey and food and all of that, but to have where it's on intention and energy thanksgiving thank you for abundance thank you for everything that i've been able to manifest this year thank you to the divine to the goddess to mama gaia for partnering with me so that i can create this magic i feel that that would be a beautiful tradition to set up at this time as well just
1: well that yeah that's that's what to me that's what this holiday is It's a celebration of everything that you've accomplished. It's taking time out of time to actually be in the present and look back and say, you know, I did a lot this year because we can get on that um, treadmill where we're constantly going, going, going because we feel like we haven't actually gone, gone, gone already and we're just trying to do more. But you look back at it and you're like, wow, you know, I've I really accomplished a lot. I've manifested a lot. I've, you know, progressed this far. Let's celebrate that. Let's stop and pause at this time of balance and celebrate what we've accomplished. Celebrate it with each other and celebrate other people's accomplishments and their manifestations because that's just raising the vibe for everybody. And yeah, so yeah, to me, that's what this um, holiday is about, is about celebration and gratitude and sustainability. You know, that's the other thing, you know, is being able to sustain what you've been doing, sustain Mother Earth and what she gives to us, which we are doing an absolute terrible job, people We need to do better. We need to do better for our Mother Earth. But yeah, it's a fun holiday, and it's it's separated from the major holiday season, which I like because it can be personal, it can be more sacred, it can be you know more intimate, and without all of the hubbub, blue of the family gatherings and like you said, the turkey and all the fixings and everything like that. This is all
0: the glitz and the yeah, which is fun with all the extras,
1: but. This, it's, I, this is, again, another time that you have that with your family and just individually and make it personal before you enter into that big holiday blitz, you know, that is great and sharing and everything. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about correspondences. going you want to start?
0: Bah! Absolutely. Well, the element for Mabon is water, which I thought was interesting. For some reason, I thought it would be earth but it's not. But if you think about it with water, that ties you into um, reflection, that ties you into emotion. That to me, it ties in with reflect on what you've come through. Acknowledge how far you've come. Just, yeah, the feelings of gratitude, of abundance, of that sense of satisfaction, right? I know the season fall, for in a lot of traditions, the element is
1: water. Because water is also for surrendering and releasing and giving into to the flow. Oh, yeah. So it makes sense that it would be for Mabon too, because we are kicking off the fall season at this time. And so that's another part of turning the wheel of the year is we're turning into a new direction. We're turning toward the west, which is the sunset. It's, you know the fall, the season of fall. It's the element of water because it is the closing. It's the waning moon. It's starting the close of the day, the year, the cycle, whatever that is. So yeah, in that way, it makes sense to me that it's water. So the chakra is root, which makes sense because it's grounding. You're doing so much grounding and coming into that deep earthy connective place in the energy system
0: next we have just a few there's there's many many different deities because there's many different faiths and pantheons out there throughout time but some of the deities that are associated with Mabon are of course the goddess Demeter Uh, she's the goddess of the harvest in hearth and home you have the goddess Isis the god Bacchus You have the goddess Persephone, Modron, and the goddess Ceres, which I think is is the Roman version of the goddess Demeter. So she, she is the goddess of the harvest, of agriculture, farming, hearth, and home. So yeah, these are some of those deities that are looked to and honored.
1: Okay. And so for plants, what you might want to have on your altar or in your, around your home for this holiday is yarrow, rosemary, and sage. And we'll go right into oils because I feel like they're kind of related. Mm-hmm. And that's also goes with scents as well. So the oils can be the flavorings or the scents and that cinnamon,
0: myrrh, and frankincense. Exactly. And then you have you have crystals, you have amber, which I love. I always thought it was a stone, but it's actually not. It is ancient. I call it ancient tree wisdom. It's fossilized. It's the resin from a tree. Mm -hmm. And so that is one of the crystals. Citrine and aventurine are crystals that deal with that kind of energy that is used in Maven.
1: And let's see. uh, Belinda already mentioned the animals, but I'll go over them again. You have the owl, the stag, the blackbird, and the salmon. Flowers, sunflowers, marigolds, and thistle.
0: And those beautiful colors, like I know I've been decorating my house with sunflower marigolds. And so Mm. it's just beautiful, which ties, I love how everything just ties and flows into each other of colors. The colors of this festival and high holiday are oranges, yellows, reds, browns, all those beautiful colors that we're about to see nature explode Mm -hmm. into, just beautiful and symbols that can be used are the cornucopia the abundance of Mm -hmm. food in the harvest you have seeds and you have pine cones so yeah and then foods
1: and you might want to consider this for part of your harvest feast is corn
0: beans apples pumpkins and wine she got a toast. Yep. <laughs> Apples are a big, big thing. And if you have subscribed or gotten a copy of this month's magazine, there are apple recipes in the the magazine. I think there yeah. is one for turnover, there's one for apple cider and apple butter, which I love to make because not only does it taste good, but because it's cooked in a slow cooker, your home just uh, oh. this appley cinnamony goodness. So yeah. yeah.
1: Speaking of which, also we have our Maybon Guide that is coming out about the same time as this podcast goes live. And it has a great simmer pot recipe to make your home smell really good for the holiday. Okay, so I think we kind of already talked about how to harness this energy, what it's about. Have a harvest feast, you know, even if it's if it's just for yourself and invite your spirit guides, you know, if you live alone like I do and you're going to be alone, then you don't actually, you're never really alone if you're connected in with your spirit guides and your ancestors. But also, you can do it with a family, you know, your immediate family or with some friends. And it doesn't have to be like a big gathering, like we were saying, like you have a Thanksgiving, uh, mainstream Thanksgiving, but it can be your witchy friends, you know, whoever you want. But, you know, you can celebrate with a feast, with the some of the foods from the harvest that we just discussed. Some other things are sitting in meditation and just appreciating the balance, you know, just be, becoming fully present and just harnessing and leaning into that energy of balance and what that means to you. And how you can come back to that place whenever you need to throughout the year. Because, yeah, the world, you know, as a whole, we are only in balance for this very short time. And that's really how balance works anyway. You know, if you're balancing on the tip of a fulcrum, you're not going to be able to stay there forever. Um, It's not permanent, but you learn how to lean one way and then learn the other, lean the other way so that you are maintaining some sense of balance. And so this is a good time to kind of reflect on that is how you can notice when you are starting to lean too far over one way and what you can do to even out again, so that you're not going to extremes all the time. And that's where we get into health issues, you know, whether it's mental or physical. So yeah. that's how you can harness some of the energy. What do you
0: think, Belinda? What do you have to add to that? I was just thinking that one of the things that we kind of stress with of Starlight and Movies in the magazine, and especially on this podcast, and it's that underlying theme and intention is creating magic, right? Part of creating magic, we focus on, you've got to set the intention, working with the energy, all of that. But another important part is taking that time to acknowledge exactly what, you, what you've what you done, where you've come from, how much you've accomplished. And that's, like we said, it's a main energy of Maven we talked about gratitude and a lot of people say, well, write down in your journal, all these things that you're grateful for. That's one thing. But I think you also need to take some time to really sit and ponder and acknowledge, okay, this year, what were my intentions? What were the things that I was hoping for? What were the things I was trying to create and acknowledge? Hey, look, look what I did. Look, look Mm -hmm. what I've been able to do. Look at how all those small little choices, those small little steps that I made that I felt were so insignificant, they actually did add up and create something beautiful. An example of this was yesterday. I was sitting in my backyard. I just finished weed eating and I looked and I thought, oh my gosh, I have grass. I can see in the back my garden, which is very evident of maybe because I'm harvesting and I've got my grandson's play area. And I thought, you know what? I went back and I looked at the photo I took when I first moved. It was barren. It was like a dust bowl. It just, it didn't look very appealing. Then in the beginning of the year, I set the intention that I wanted to create a really beautiful backyard. This, I, I had this project, I had a garden and I remember just saying, okay, sometime here, I want to have grass. That's just what I want. So I sat there and I had that, that attitude of acknowledgement of recognizing, "Whoa." In this period of time, I actually did what I said I was going to do. All that hard work, all the blood, sweat, and tears, all the grumbles, all the self-doubt, all that time that I sacrificed, and I have created this beautiful backyard. And I think that's an important part of creating magic, of creating the life that we want to live, is we need to acknowledge it. We need to recognize that we really are capable of great things that those big projects that we think, oh, we're never going to be able to do it. Wow, look at that. You did it. You accomplished it. And I remember chuckling, thinking, I was so busy doing this that Mama Gaia, she heard my, I really want some grass. And because I had poured my energy into this project as my co-creator in my backyard, she supplied the grass because I'd gone and rototilled it. I thought I'd have to go plant the seed, but she knew better. And so yeah, to me, one way that we can really harness this energy is to do that acknowledgement because now I have this experience and I have this energy and I have these feelings and memories. It has elevated my wanting to do more. It will fuel my future projects. It will make it easier to let go too of okay, I can now rest because I have accomplished what I want to do. And so Just a very long-winded story of how acknowledgement is a beautiful way, you know, acknowledge the divine in your life, acknowledge your role in being able to create magic, create the life that you want, that you really do have this power, you know, and, and when you work with it, you are met, you know, the divine meets
1: you halfway for you. It was, you did all the gardening and the setup for your grandson's playground and everything, knowing that, you know, you you roto-tilled, but this year was not the year to seed or sod. It just wasn't gonna happen this year. But you did all these other things and the divine met you and said, Here, you did that. Here's your grass and now you have this beautiful backyard and it's just amazing and I thought it was so cool for you to see that manifest. And when we look at what we can manifest, we have that power. We experience that exactly. realization. and I'm I'm not saying power like, oh, look at me, I have all the power and nobody else does. It's not is not at all. It's feminine power Mm-mm. from the perspective that we all have it. It is not used to rule over anybody. It is used to actually serve yourself and, and other people, and to bring joy and you know that kind of power to create what makes you happy, your family happy, the other people in your life happy, the people that you're serving. And so, yeah, it's 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 amazing, and that's what this time of it's year. It's the power is all
0: about. to elevate. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? The yeah. power to elevate. Yeah. Yep. It's not to Love suppress, that. it's to lift up. And so yes yeah. That's definitely definitely something to do.
1: Yeah. And then um get ready for fall. I mean, that's the other thing. Decorate you know, make your home, bring all those colors into your home, those scents. And they're very invigorating and motivating. And there's remembrance in there because you remember, you know, all of your previous seasons um, of your current life, but also previous lives and what your ancestors are sharing with you. And it just takes you back to your roots because we're going into the season of digging down and releasing and letting go and everything. But at this holiday on Saturday the 23rd, this is the time to just sit in that balance and appreciate all that you've created and harvested, all of the abundance in your life to be present in the moment of what is here for you right now before we start tilting into the waning part of the year.
0: Exactly.
1: Well, what a great conversation about Maven and how to celebrate, how the traditions came about what the history is behind it um we will be having our gathering online on actually sunday the 24th at 9 p.m eastern which is 6 p.m pacific and belinda and i will be together coming to you live from sedona to do this ceremony so we're really excited about that we will be embodying this energy that we just spoke of celebrating our harvest um with everyone who's there celebrating all of it when i say our not just mine and belinda's but everybody's um And welcoming in this new season and the new energy that we are turning into. So, yeah, we hope you will join us. It's on Zoom. There's no cost. Um, just show up and be there with your energy. And you don't even have to come on camera if you don't want to. Um, but we do welcome it. And, yeah, we'll see you there. Pay. Uh, all the details will be on the Facebook page and in our group, Magically Creative Living for Witchy Souls and
0: Spiritual Goddesses. <laughs> So Merry Mabin and Happy Fall Equinox. Hope to see you on the Zoom call for ceremony. So thank you so much for joining us for this cup. Of, please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magic topic. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, GoodPods, Google, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, and Player FM, or go to the Linktree um, link in the show notes, and that will also give you all the options. Just a click away.
1: In the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.